Below the Bar podcast is not meant to be taken as legal advice. It is purely used for entertainment purposes. Corbin and I are not attorneys. In fact, we haven't even graduated law school yet. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. That's scary. So if you have any legal concerns, please, 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 I urge you guys to seek an actual attorney. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And that's all I have to say. Hey guys, welcome to Below the Bar Podcast. My name is Drew. And I'm Corbin. And uh, today we're going to be talking about spike fences. This is a really fun area of property law. Yeah, spike fences are great just because they're such a petty thing just right off the bat. So petty. And we all have had bad neighbors. Yeah, definitely. I've had a couple different experiences with bad neighbors just throughout my life. The last place I lived was when I was in college and... You know, college students throw parties, and so one night we threw a party, and it ended up, police ended up showing up and kicking everybody out, which was fine. And the next morning, I went over to both of my neighbors, and I was like, hey guys, like, just want to let you know, like, I'm sorry that it got out of control. My one neighbor was like, oh, it's fine. Like, it happens. I get it. I went over to my other neighbor, and she was like, well, you're just lucky that the police got there before my son did, because he has his license to carry... And he was going to threaten you if you didn't shut down the party. And I was like, wow, what? I was like yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, well, that's illegal. And he can't do that. Needless, she ended up getting evicted like a couple months later. And I was very excited about yeah. that. Really? You've had worse neighbors than me. I've kind of lucked out on the neighbor side of things. I mean, I we have neighbors that they don't, you know, I've had neighbors that don't clean up their after their dogs, you know. But my sister-in-law, her and her, her husband have yeah. a neighbor. And uh, every time that they have like a fire in their backyard, their one neighbor will come out his upstairs window and dump water down onto it and <laughs> extinguish their fire. Oh, that'd be so mad. And they're always like bickering back and forth. But wouldn't it be nice to build a wall around neighbors like that? It, it would be great. You just wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. And throw up a spite fence. Spite fence. Yes. So a spite fence is a fence of no beneficial use to the owner and which is only put in place for the purpose of annoying your neighbor. Yeah, and that was taken from the case Austin v. Bald. I'm sure it's been, uh, you know, defined in other cases, but that was just a pretty succinct definition of what a spite fence is. And yeah, it's just a, a fence that uh, typically it's a neighbor builds for the sole purpose of irritating his other neighbor. Yeah, which is great. I mean, I just can't imagine, like I said, I've had bad neighbors <laughs> and i just still can't imagine taking the time and effort out of my day to build a fence solely to annoy somebody so much oh i i could <laughs> <laughs> uh give me a hammer and some nails and i'm doing it so the case today is called sundowner v king and this is a pretty uh, i think this is a typical case that people go over in property law one l year Regarding spite fences, it's a pretty funny case. It, it starts out, uh, by the way, this case was in Idaho. So if you're in Idaho listening, just know that this is from your beautiful state. And this would be 
the law as far as Idaho goes. Uh, it starts with this man named Robert Bushnell. He ends up selling this motel to the Kings. After he sells the motel, he ends up building the Desert Inn in the adjoining lot, which I think's kind of a crappy move. Yeah, I mean, not only does it suck that he sold a motel to somebody and then immediately built a motel directly next to him, so it sucks for the people that they sold the hotel to, but I just don't think it's a good business move on his point no, it's either. competing i mean <laughs> like just keep the original motel yeah i can't imagine sorry people in idaho but i can't imagine much going on in idaho to where you're gonna have a ton of people vying for a motel room you know you want to <laughs> i mean who, let's who's going to idaho i you know, i've never been to idaho me neither um you know we should go let's go we yeah. can go to these motels let's go right now thank you for listening i'm just kidding <laughs> so yeah, so King Sue Bushnell, based on misrepresentations in the cell of this motel, and uh, things just kind of got out of hand after that. Oh, they sued them. Well, Corbin, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, so the King so- uh, sued Bushnell because of the misrepresentations, and I can't remember exactly the outcome of that case, but in the end, the Kings were so annoyed by that that they built a fence that was 16 inches away from the adjoining property. Let's put fence in hard air quotes, too. Yeah. Fence. (laughs) So this fence was 85 feet long, 18 feet tall, and I don't know why, but it was raised two feet off the ground. It makes me think that they had enough materials to build 18 feet of fence when they needed it to be 20 feet of fence, so they just... They took bed risers, yeah, like from college, yeah. and they were just like, you know what? We'll just just raise it raise up, raise it up, just raise it up. They just wanted to block all of <laughs> the motel that was directly next to them. It's crafty, but if you have a basement room, you could still see yeah. a little bit. Yeah, um, but if you're let's be real, if you're staying in the basement of a motel in Idaho, your life's not going so well. Well, well that really you cut don't up really... in Idaho. I don't mean it. Yeah, that and. <laughs> You probably don't really care about the sun that much right. at that point. Right. But that was that was one of the big things about this case is the fact that this fence blocked what was it, eighty percent of sunlight and airflow. Yeah. To the one side of the motel. Yeah. So so I don't know. I just can't imagine going and you're like, I'm gonna stay in this motel and then you get there, you open the window, there's a massive fence. It's dark outside at noon yeah and you you get absolutely no air dude i imagine if you were to go into that motel and just go door to door knocking on doors this things from the descent would come out of (laughs) yeah and i mean right now we're all living through quarantine so people don't see the light of day so we all kind of look like the the creatures from the descent but yet people don't really see the light of day anyway but what made me think of this is say you want to get away to alaska you don't need to anymore you want to spend two weeks in the dark? You Idaho. Go to, go to this sundown or whatever it was called. Go to this motel in Idaho and sit behind the spite fence and you will get a real Alaskan experience. <laughs> so, yeah, this fence was huge, man. This fence, this wall. Let's just call it a wall. It's a wall. This wall was huge, man. And as you said, it obscured 80% of air and sunlight. Bushnell sues for injunctive relief. He wants this fence, this wall, gone. He, he wants, wants it out of there. I get it, you know. Yeah, which, again, makes sense to me. Bad business move putting a motel directly by another motel that you just sold. But 
it's even worse for your business if there is a massive wall. Yeah. Just blocking sure. all of it. So the district court ended up ruling in favor of Bushnell. They said that this fence violated a municipal ordinance and that it was built purely out of spite, which I think that's pretty clear it was. I mean, in my opinion, they ordered it to be reduced to six feet tall, which I think is beyond reasonable. Yeah, I mean, six feet. Yeah. You can't see over it. It's not going to bother. Like, you're not going to bother anybody on the other side of that fence. Right. No one's going to bother you. The trial court determined that the structure was a sign and that its value for advertising purposes hardly existed at all. And that the value of the Desert Inn fell as a result of the structure. And basically just that this fence served no real purpose other than to spite Bushnell. And that all makes sense. Right, yeah. Again, I think it's pretty clear based off of just the size of yeah. how big it is. Like, no one would go that far. No, and given the location, it's two feet away from a building. Between buildings. I'm trying to get like a good idea as to the layout of all of this but i couldn't imagine that being visible from any road it's between these buildings right so who's advertising on that <laughs> like, i don't know like i like i said the whole thing like it's 18 feet tall and it's put on bed risers for what it seems to be to just make sure that it covers the other motel yeah so people driving by they might see the top of it. Maybe. but Hey, do you see my ad? No. Oh, why not? <laughs> because it's between two buildings. Two buildings, <laughs> okay? Pick a better place. Right. It's not an ad. So the King's Appeal, most of the trial court's findings, and I suppose are really just arguing that the structure was not a fence but a sign, and that it had great advertising value. And my favorite argument was that it did not block the light and airflow of the rooms at the Desert Inn. But, I mean, that's something that you can go there and see. Right. It's just, <laughs> it was just factually incorrect. Like, uh, right. There was a study or something done that determined that it was 80% of both airflow and sunlight. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty specific <laughs> number. I would think that yeah, they weren't just winging it when they said, you know. So, the issue, I guess, just boils down to, is this a spite fence? And, yeah, I mean, again, as we've said several times, I think it's very clear that this is a spite fence. The court does go into the difference between the English rule and the American rule uh, in property law. So the English rule is that spite fences were not an actionable wrong. You could build an igloo around your neighbor's house if you wanted. If you owned the property around your neighbor's house and you hated them that much, build an igloo. Yeah. Build, build a wall. Their house is just now in another building. Bubble them up. Put them in a bubble. Which, again quarantine i'm all for it right now spike fences should be really more common in today's day oh yeah for sure but compared to the english rule there's also the american rule which clearly given the name is the majority rule in america that is that if the sole purpose of the fence wall whatever it is on your property is to annoy your neighbors then yeah you can't do it yeah isn't that, I think that's exactly how they cite that too. In like any opinion or you know, legal document, they'll say, if they're citing the American rule, they'll just put, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. That's, and that's legally correct people. That's the legally. Legal jargon. That's legal jargon right there. Race ipso loquitur. All right? <laughs> just don't do it. No, don't do it. You can get injunctive relief and damages though under the American rule. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So again, uh, the Idaho Supreme Court adopted the American rule and basically said this fence was a spite fence. And again, they had to reduce it to six feet, which 
again, I think makes quite a lot of sense in this case. Yeah. But as we said, that was in Idaho, and Drew and I are both from Pennsylvania, so we decided to dig a little bit deeper and kind of see whether there were cases about spite fences in Pennsylvania. And we did find one that kind of laid out how Pennsylvania feels about spite fences. Yeah, so it seems that Pennsylvania follows the Eng- the English rule, which is, of course, the rule that says, go ahead, do it, build one. Again, which makes me so happy. Yeah, again, legal jargon. Yeah. Do it. Do it. That's legal jargon, guys. You're learning so much this episode. So Pennsylvania adopts the English rule. They hold dearly a person's right to use their land however they see fit. And if you guys remember from property law, or maybe if you're in property law now and you're, you haven't gone over it yet, you have this, I think they refer to it as the bundle of sticks. It's this these rights as a property owner. Right, yeah, it's all the rights that you have as a property owner on how you're allowed to use your property and one of those is the right to use your land as you see fit and that's exactly what they're talking about here it says a property owner you should be able to use your land however you want and if that means building a a, a fence that serves no purpose then i go back and forth on that because obviously i want to use my property as i see fit yeah but i also don't want my neighbor building a 16 foot house or wall around my house right so yeah i get it um i can build spite fences but they can't right yeah that's what i want that's i believe kind of america's standpoint at this point with everything (laughs) um and that case was cohen v perino but that case was pretty insane as well i thought because it dealt with two neighbors and the one neighbor basically i think they went away on vacation or something like that for a week and came back and their neighbors had built a 10 foot high brick wall that was i forget how long it was it was something like 16 feet long or something like that okay and it was also like seven inches thick it was a substantial wall it was it was very brick it's brick yeah and it it was so high that it, again, blocked one side of the house completely. But it was also built an inch and a half away from their neighbor's house. <laughs> an inch and a half. Like, you could open the window, reach out, and touch it. Touch it, yeah. <laughs> Can, I just can't imagine. I go on vacation, I come back, and I just can't use one side of my house anymore. I can't look outside of one side of my house. It completely blocked every single window on that side That's of the house. insane. But... That was in Pennsylvania, so they said that the defendants were being lawfully entitled. They were lawfully entitled to erect this wall on their own land, right? And they will not require. They will not inquire into their motive for doing so. And I don't know if you know this. This is just a little trivia thing, but do you know what their opinion said? The the the. the... Um, I think it said something along the lines of, "Just do it, dude. Just do it." Yeah, yeah. they um endorse nike in this opinion (laughs) or i guess nike endorsed them in this opinion yeah and just do it yeah so key takeaways from this episode guys i think the most important one is that nike endorses pennsylvania spite fence laws (laughs) supreme court yes but seriously guys if you're in pa build away if you're in idaho stop stop don't do that don't do that And that's what we got on Spite Fences, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, you can reach out to to us on Below the Bar Podcast on Instagram. 
and DM us any cases that you may wish to hear us talk about. And listen for us in the future. Each week on Wednesday, we'll be dropping a new episode. Yeah, I'm sure there are several cases that people think are funny or have some ridiculous reasoning in them that we don't know about. So if you guys know any any cases like that, send them on over. We, we love doing this. Send them away. Thank you.